Welcome to Brand New Doctor with me, Rolakero Joe, Doctor Ten brand strategist and graphic designer for the health and wellness industry. Each episode, I share important ideas and conversations with doctors, dentists, and industry experts to inspire you with new and exciting ways to make an impact in work, life, and healthcare. Following a path to success is one thing, but carving your own is another. This is for you if you want to go beyond book smart. This is the first solo episode with me on Brand New Doctor, and I want to share my story with you of how I transitioned from being a doctor to becoming a brand strategist and a graphic designer. I recently hosted a webinar for my alumni network at King's on changing careers, and I had this moment where I was able to appreciate just how far I'd come in the last four years since I left medicine. Things have gotten a lot clearer for me over the last two years in particular about how I want to progress, what I want to achieve, and what I want to be doing on a day-to-day basis. Hosting this webinar reminded me that there are lots of people who are in the same position I was in a few years back. I remember that feeling of uncertainty and just how stressful that can be. So I want to share my experience and show how I was able to gain clarity in my life. And I hope that If you are in the process of changing careers, this might help you to gain some clarity in yours. Obviously, changing careers is not a simple switch. I would say the most difficult part is the mental switch that you have to make. And if what I'm about to tell you sounds kind of simplified, Just remember that I have the benefit of hindsight. I've been able to make a lot more sense of everything that I went through so that I can share with you today. But rest assured that there was plenty of back and forth, rumination, self-doubt. So if you're experiencing those things, that is normal and to be expected, I would say. But hopefully what I'm about to tell you will be reassuring to you and I hope that you'll find something in there that can help you with your journey. Looking back, I'm able to split my career change journey broadly into three stages. Deliberation, exploration and experimentation. So I'll tell you what was going on at each of these stages and the major take-homes that could help you. But before I do that, You may be wondering how I decided to do medicine in the first place. I will spare you the psychoanalysis of my early years, but you should know that I was very academically driven from an early age. And this had a lot to do with my early experiences of school that left me feeling stupid, for lack of a better word. I was driven to work hard so that I would never have to feel that way again. Add to that, my dad is a doctor. He's a pathologist, which suits him very well. And the passion that he spoke about medicine with really inspired me. There was a kind of shifting goalpost in terms of proving myself, proving to myself that I was capable. I started to think 
that medicine was the ultimate proof that would cement my identity as an intelligent person. And by intelligent, I really mean someone of worth. I had my doubts as a teenager that medicine was for me. I was really leaning into my creativity. I thought about working in art or design or having my own business. But I had also internalized this idea of the starving artist and medicine seemed like a safe bet. As we know, there's not a lot of time to decide what you want to do. And I didn't have the courage at that time to listen to my intuition and explore other avenues. But I do find it funny that my early intuition about what would what I thought would fulfill me turned out to be right. I did work experience in hospital and I remember that I didn't actually enjoy it, but I was just so happy to have ticked a box and to be able to talk about it on my personal statement. So I failed to listen to my intuition and those feelings that I had early on that it wasn't really for me. I got into medicine at King's and this was such an exercise in proving myself that I had completely lost sight of the point of medical school. So as silly as it sounds, the reality that I would become a doctor and practice medicine, not just prove that I had learnt it, was slowly dawning on me. And I didn't feel excited about this. I actually felt the opposite. So here begins the first stage. Deliberation. There was a point in my fourth year of medical school, and I don't know what it was exactly, but I think it was a combination of growing up, living in London, being exposed to different cultures and different ways of thinking. I just continued to grow an interest in other things outside of medicine, like art and design, travel, languages. And I got so much more focused on living a full life, on how to live a full life, than how to prove my intelligence. I still worked hard in medical school, but I didn't allow myself to get hyper-focused on exams anymore, and I, I just wouldn't allow it to rule my emotions in the way that it used to. I could see that I couldn't drum up the same amount of enthusiasm for clinical medicine that other people could, and I just hoped that if I could complete my degree and get a taste of what it's really like to work as a doctor I would find something that I loved along the way or that at least I could tolerate but quite early on into the experience of working as a doctor I had a feeling that it wasn't for me it was really challenging for so many reasons there was the long hours the high stress of the environment the pressures from seniors even racial microaggressions on a daily basis the list goes on honestly and I just had to stop and think with everything that I was putting into working as a doctor. I really had to examine why I wanted to do that. Did I really have a passion for it? And the answer was no. If medicine was a cushy nine to five experience where I felt protected and valued and I had perks, it was well paid. I might not have noticed that I didn't actually have a passion. So in a way, I'm grateful that I had that kind of experience to make me really stop and think why I was doing what I was doing. I found, and you may find too, that at every stage of my medical career, there was this idea of just get through this 
and then things will get better or you'll be free to do whatever you want to. So I was telling myself to just get through medical school and on the other side, things will improve because you'll see what it's really like to be a doctor. I got to foundation and then I was like, okay, just get through foundation and then you're free to do whatever you want to. But as soon as I finished foundation, people were telling me, just do some kind of training program and then you can be free to do whatever you want to. I looked mostly on medical wards for around 10 months to buy me a bit more time to think about what I wanted to do. GP was very often floated to me as an idea because it was a three-year program and at the end of it you could go part-time. That didn't really sit well with me because it felt like three years spent on training in the hopes that I could do it as little as possible. I thought that I could instead put those three years towards what I actually wanted to do. The only trouble being that I wasn't entirely clear on what that was. So every day I would play out scenarios in my head of how things would play out if I followed one route or the other, if I followed the well-beaten path of GP or I went it alone. I realized that if thinking was all I had to do, I would have figured it out by now. I decided that I should take some action. I decided to take some time away from medicine to see if things would become clearer with a bit of distance and just more breathing space. The question is, what did I learn from this experience? Three things. The first is, you need to do something different. Emphasis on the do. Thinking will only get you so far and you get more clarity by actually acting in some way. You can't wait until you have everything figured out, but if you take a small step, even a small step in any direction, it will give you more information and give you a better idea of whether you're on the right track or not. And you have to remember that the same actions will get you the same results. You need to act differently. I had to stop locoming. I had to change my environment. I also had to get advice from different sources because these were all very well-meaning people who were advising me to go into GP and do more of what I didn't want to do, basically. But that's because that was their way of thinking and I needed to find a different way of thinking. Second thing, you can only ignore your intuition for so long. It's often inconvenient to listen to your intuition at the time. But either you deal with the inconvenience now of listening to your intuition or you deal with the regret of not listening to it later on. It was inconvenient to not want to specialise for me, but I knew that I would regret going into further training later just because it was the done thing. And third thing, ask yourself why. There's a famous writer and speaker called Simon Sinek who wrote this book, Find Your Why. And he introduced this idea in branding that companies need to know why they exist beyond making money if they want to be able to connect with people better. But on an individual level, it is helpful to ask yourself why you are doing what you're doing beyond making money. And if the reason that you're doing it is not really based in passion or greater purpose, then maybe that gives you an idea that it's not really what you want to do. It's not really what you're meant to be doing. 
that might help you to get out of this phase of deliberation. I know this was helpful to me to ask myself this question. Why I was putting so much of my energy into medicine with everything that came with it, but there wasn't a deeper passion or purpose there for me. It was just really about logistics. So much time and money and energy had been put into my education. I put into perspective that I'm going to be working for a long time. (laughs) Nine years of my life until that point was nothing compared to the next 30 plus years that I would spend working. It was a no-brainer for me that it was better to cut my losses now. And I wouldn't even call it that really because I'm glad that I did do my medical degree actually. I don't regret that I did it because of the significance it has in my life now. So now we move on to the next stage of my career change, exploration. I took action and stepped back from medicine to see if things might become clearer with some distance. I've been teaching myself French for a few years, so I applied as an English language assistant and was posted in a small town in the northwest of France. I taught English lessons in a middle school and a high school for about six months, and I applied for GP training while I was out there, thinking that by the end of my placement in France, I would make a decision which way I would go, either into GP or pursuing something else, and that something else hopefully would become clearer whilst I was in France. So I researched a lot of different career options. I didn't feel qualified for creative jobs, although that was what I really wanted to do. I just didn't have the relevant experience or a creative degree. So I thought about some different corporate roles instead, like management consulting, project management. And again, I found myself playing out all of these scenarios in my head because I was so used to the structured careers of medicine. I didn't want to enter something without knowing exactly where it would end up. The most useful advice I got during that time came from my older sister, Kima. I see Kima as a mentor to me because she had also done something unconventional in that she'd studied law, but she didn't actually become a lawyer. Instead, she decided to go into marketing and now she consults in social media. So she had really carved a path for herself. She didn't have any directive in terms of when she should change job or when she should move on to the next step. But she had developed this sense of direction for herself. What she told me was that you don't need to have a five-year plan figured out when you're exploring different job options. You just need to decide what the next best step is. And this totally changed the way that I thought about my career. I went from trying to predict the career trajectory of every job I saw posted on Indeed to instead thinking about what I needed most in that moment and whether those opportunities were in line with that. So crunch time came when I got an offer for GP training and I got a post in London. And it was at this point that I knew I absolutely had to make a decision. Would I take the well-beaten path of GP training, which guaranteed security, but lacked passion? Or would I try to carve my own path with no guarantees of success, but a chance that I could find fulfillment in my career? I realized that as much as I complained about the restrictions in medicine that I felt upon my life, 
I loved being told what to do and no one would tell me exactly what to do. So I was vacillating day on day between taking the role or going alone. I listened to a lot of podcasts and watched a lot of TED Talks to get some guidance about changing career. And it got me thinking deeply about what is passion, what is purpose, and are they innate, are they created, or are they just overrated? I think the jury is still out, and I've heard lots of different opinions on this, and I could talk more about that on another episode. But one idea really stood out to me. Jim Carrey once gave this commencement speech at MIU. If you haven't seen it, I really recommend that you look it up. And he talked about his father, who had a true passion for comedy and a talent too. But he decided instead to pursue a career in accounting because it was apparently more secure. He thought that that was a sure bet. But later on, he was let go from that job. And that left an impression on Jim. So he realized, and I I may be paraphrasing slightly, he realized that you can fail at something you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on something that you do love. And that really got into my head that either way I was taking a bet, either taking a bet on something that I do love or taking a bet on something that I didn't. So I decided to decline the offer and figure out what my next best step was. So what did I learn in this stage of exploration of different careers? Again, three things. The first is, if you want to do something different, you need to find new role models. This is very similar to the idea of doing something differently from the previous stage of deliberation. What you're able to achieve is based on what you are able to imagine. And so you need to surround yourself with people who have achieved something in the direction of where you want to go so that you can see what is possible. My sister was that role model for me. She was a mentor to me because I was able to see that it is possible to carve your own path. The second thing is the advice that my sister gave me to just consider what the next best step is. You can't have the future planned out. It is impossible. Even if you are able to plan everything it's inevitable that it will not go exactly as you are expecting it there will be hiccups in the road so at every point you can only do what is the next best thing especially if you don't have a very clear vision of the overall destination just decide what the next best step is for you in that moment and you'll slowly get to the place that you need to go to the third thing is to remember that you are always taking a bet on the future Like Jim Carrey says, there's always a chance that you might fail. It's better to fail at the thing that you do love than the thing that you don't love. And to go a step further, I'm not entirely sure who said this, but there's an idea that we can look at failure not as a final destination, but a necessary step on the way to success. So in fact, failure in the direction of what we do want is actually desirable as opposed to failure in the direction of what we don't want because of everything that we learn in the process of failing. Armed with this new mindset towards my career of just figuring out what the next best step was, I moved into the next stage, which we'll call experimentation. So I came back to the UK and I started applying for jobs, not just researching them. And I got a role as a project manager at a tech company. 
about two months after I came back to the UK. Now you might wonder how I managed to get a job that sounds so far removed from anything I'd done before. But I was able to convince them that there are a lot of similarities between this job as a project manager and my role as a junior doctor. So I explained to them that as a junior doctor, I had to do a lot of manoeuvring and chasing to bring together the right specialists for a patient in the same way that you have to bring the right people onto a project and that you have to monitor the progress of a patient to make sure they are on track to be able to leave hospital by a certain date in the same way that you have to monitor the progress of a project to make sure that it's on track to be delivered on time. They took a chance on me and I'm so grateful that they did because I had an experience of the corporate world that I'd never had before. And I really enjoyed this time. I was working in central London in Covent Garden. I had all my weekends off, which doesn't seem like a big deal to anyone who works outside of medicine, but it was a big deal to me. And there were, you know, great perks to the job. It could be a very demanding job and I would pour a lot of energy into it. I found myself asking again why I was doing this and trying to understand what the greater purpose of what I was doing. Around the same time, my sister Talani had bought a dental practice with my mum and she was juggling motherhood and a newly acquired business with all of the teething issues that come with that, including overheads and staff and patients. And I really felt a pull to help her. So I decided to leave my role at the tech company. I just felt like my work was a drop in the ocean in the grand scheme of things, even though it was all consuming in the moment when I was at work. I managed the dental practice for close to two years and I started just before the pandemic hit. It was definitely a trying time, but we had each other as a family and I cared so much about the outcome of my work in a way that I had never cared before because it was with my family and it was for my family. I felt really passionate. I felt it felt really purposeful. I had autonomy. I was valued. I could directly see the effect of my effort on the outcome. And there was so much variety in every day and just this feeling of progress that I'd never felt before. And I realized just how important all of those things were to me. So not surprisingly, my favorite things to do were creative. I worked on our branding, the visuals for our marketing, our social media, the interior design of the practice. There were so many dental practices offering similar things to us. So we had to distinguish ourselves in a way and it seemed to me that our brand was our main competitive advantage. At some point, it clicked for me that all of this branding that I was doing for the practice would be relevant on a larger scale in healthcare and that I could dedicate myself to just working on the creative side of things and also hold on to those insights that I'd gained from working in the business as well. Then I decided to go to design school. I'd heard of Shillington Graphic Design College through a friend who had started working as a graphic designer after just three months of doing a course there. I guess I'd been in a way looking for a good justification to do it. And when I saw how I could bring my love of creativity and my knowledge of healthcare together, it made perfect sense that I should. Deciding that was a major shift for me. It was the first time that I could feel that I was 
really investing in myself and taking a bet on myself in a way that I had never done before. I really changed my behavior around that time to get myself ready for going to design school. First of all, I was very, very frugal so that I could afford to live in London while I was studying without working. I really worked on what I call my confidence diet. I knew that design school could be trying and I could be negative towards myself if I didn't immediately see the kind of progress that I wanted to see. So I really wanted to develop a way of focusing more on my effort and the fact that I was trying rather than getting immediate results. And this is something called the growth mindset. If you're interested, look up Carol Dweck. I was listening to podcasts constantly just so that I could really grab a hold of the educational experience in a way that I had never done before. I always had this feeling when I was in medical school that I was kind of going through the motions and I absolutely did not want to do that this time. With everything that I was investing into it, I knew that I needed to make the most of every opportunity that came up through this experience of going to Shillington. I wouldn't shy away from introducing myself if ever I was in a situation with new people. I would introduce myself as if I had already achieved a thing. I wouldn't say that I'm trying to do this or I'm aiming to do this. I'd say I am doing this. I started to think that beyond designing, I could create a niche for myself, bringing that crossover between design and healthcare, and then I could speak and share my ideas on this. So I had the idea that I would go to Shillington, I'd go to design school, I would build up a portfolio and get some years working in this field and then eventually start speaking about these things and talk about what it's like to do something unconventional when you come from a medical or a dental background, which is very traditional in its structure. Chike Ediputa, who I did another episode with, someone that I met through my alumni network, said yeah that's a great idea you should think about creating a niche for yourself but you don't have to wait for years to be able to do something it's not medicine (laughs) it's not the case that you have to wait to be qualified perfectly qualified before you're allowed to do something you can start where you are now and you can start sowing the seeds now and see where that takes you in years to come and that really gave me the confidence to start this podcast sooner than I thought that I would actually. So I went to design school. I finally got ready to go for what I wanted rather than what I thought I could get. It was difficult to say the least, but I've never been so creatively focused. I met great people. I have my first creative network in my life. And there's so much that I've gained from this experience. So what did I learn through this phase of experimentation? Number one, if you want to go for an opportunity that is not clearly on the path that you are currently on, look for parallels between what you are currently doing or the experience you already have and what you want to do. In the same way that I was able to draw parallels between my job as a doctor and the role that I wanted at the time as a project manager. The second thing is to pay attention to what you learn about yourself through every experience that you have. From working with my sister at the dental practice, I really got a feeling of what it feels like to do work that truly matters to you. Once I got a taste of that, I knew that I could never go back again. It also showed me that the creative path was the one for me because 
there were so many things that I was working on at the practice, but wherever I could solve that problem using my creativity, I would absolutely do that. And the third thing is to believe yourself to be the kind of person who achieves what you want to achieve. You have to create a new identity for yourself. The best way to do that is to think about what that kind of person does and repeat those actions because then you're slowly convincing yourself that you're that kind of person. I definitely had to create a new identity for myself as the kind of person who creates a podcast. And I did that by putting myself out there, saying I was going to do it and asking people to come on the podcast. And that built a kind of confidence in me and convinced me that I was that type of person and ultimately led to me following through and doing that. Remember that a big barrier to success is often just trying and a lot of the time we don't try because we don't believe that we are the kind of person who tries in this way or who does this kind of thing. So you have to start with who you believe yourself to be and convince yourself that you are the kind of person who puts themselves forward and you immediately increase your chances of success. So what have I been doing since design school? The short answer is that since I left design school, I've had plenty of work to be doing. And I'm really grateful to say this, just through talking to people, introducing myself, what people would call networking. I've had plenty of graphic design work to do UX and UI, which is user experience and user interface. So basically designing for websites and apps and working on brand strategies. So really drilling down to the core of what a brand is and building up from there. Some of the work has been in the healthcare space and in the new year I'm gearing myself to do more of this work. So I'm really excited to give you a more in-depth answer to this question, more detail on what it is that I've been doing and how I've been doing it in the new year. So there you have it. This is my story. These are the things that I have learned along the way. I could go into more detail at every one of these stages and there is more that I can unpack. And if you like this, I can definitely make more episodes along these lines to share more of my thoughts on changing careers. Everyone has their own journey and your journey will look very different from mine if you are trying to change career. But I hope that there's something in this that might help you to find more clarity in your career change journey wherever you are thank you so much for listening to this i would definitely love to hear if you have any thoughts or any feedback or any questions about what i've told you about my story and if you like this don't forget to subscribe and share this episode i would love to hear from you and i'll be back soon with another episode of brand new doctor